Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the third ever Me and My Friends podcast. I'm your host, Mike Phillips, recording live from my apartment in southeast Portland. Today I have three special guests, all of them performing with the arts group Nanda, all three of them acrobaticalists, jugglers, gypsies, musicians, dear friends, dear sweet friends of mine. And um, one of them's eating corn nuts right now still, even though I told him specifically not to for this podcast, but he's, he's pretty hungry, um, so I will forgive him. Um, they're in town for a, uh, an appearance at this uh, festival called the Umbrella Festival. Um, I saw them the other night. They're, they're on par. They, were, they performed very well. I was very impressed. And they have one more performance on Sunday, but this podcast will come out about two weeks after uh, this Sunday, so um, I don't even know why I'm talking about it right now. Um, but that's how these podcasts are. I really have no, absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Um, I'm still uh, a rookie, if you will. Um, so, and you know what? Speaking for a minute and a half while this stupid music goes is really challenging, I've discovered. But anyway, it's done now, so I can um, introduce the guests. I have Kyoto Sage, who you might remember from episode two. I have Tomiki Sage, who you might remember from um, us talking about him in episode two. And then we have Chen Polina. He is um, a remarkable fellow from Port Townsend, as is Tomiki and Kyoto. Uh, welcome, you guys. <clears throat> Thank you, Mike. Hello, hello. Hey, Michael. Yep. All right. So, um, I don't. I, I actually didn't think about how I would uh, introduce you guys and give each of you a, a chance to talk. So, why don't I just go through each one of you and um, get your get your personal biography in your own words to put you on the spot um, to <clears throat> start this off in the most embarrassing manner possible. That's so. Yeah, you want to start with uh, yourself there, sir? No, I was, I was actually imagining how great that would be when they go. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. But if you go first, then that will give them uh, some time. And you're already uh, a podcast pro because right. you did the entire 45-minute episode yeah. uh, earlier in the week. Yeah, 45 minutes of pure something. <laughs> it was brilliant, I thought. Um, so, yeah, Kyoto, why don't you tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, let's see. What do you not know after 45 minutes of talking about me? Uh, well, they don't know what you look like, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, a modest six foot two, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, the huge. Um, that pretty much sums it up, I think. <laughs> Maybe I should not have started with you. Um, Chen, you look like you're eager to go. Why don't you... Oh, I'm, want... I'm rearing to go. <laughs> yeah, why don't you talk about yourself a little bit? Um, lately, I've really just been enjoying waking up early in the morning and like just making a cup of coffee and just the the solitude and the tranquility of just like hanging out, drinking your coffee is like just been treating me so good. <laughs> is that your biography? <laughs> That's and like, then, the like best. you know I can think about what I'm gonna do with the rest of my day and I'm not stressed out about it. And, <laughs> and then you know maybe I figure something out to do and maybe I don't and. But, you know, I'll go on a walk or I'll, you know, just sit, just sit, you know, all day, not doing anything. And it's, it's been really, 
Really great. Really that, good for me. That does sound nice, and that is the most yeah. unique biography I've ever heard. It's really um, Tomoki, let's let's learn a little bit about you. <clears throat> um, I am. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm from Port Townsend. Washington, and I uh, and I'm st- I still live in Port Townsend, Washington, and I do things in, in Port Townsend, and I I yeah sorry. What what kind of things do you do? Hmm. I've been playing in lots of bands. And <laughs> <laughs> And that's really, it's been really great to do that. And, you know, other stuff too, but not really worth mentioning. (laughs) I don't think so. You know, that that is a nice segue into uh, one of the things that I want to talk to you guys about because... Um, you know, uh, something, something that has been a common thing among the group of people that we hang out with, we all grew up in Port Towns and we all kind of idolize that place. It's like, um, it's kind of like this, uh, Shangri-La for many of us. It's a very magical town. And uh, among all the people that have, you know, expressed this, uh, extreme longing for living there, you guys have actually figured out a way to live there. How'd you do that? The trick, I think, is that you just don't leave in the first place, you know? So, <clears throat> there's like a, if, if you, yeah, I don't know. That's like a lot of small towns. Like, if, if you want to truly live in that small town, it's best if you never leave, huh? Yeah, you know, totally. It's, it's, if you can figure out a way to just get completely trapped in the town, <laughs> that works really well, I think. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> it, that, that is uh, definitely true about small towns. and. You know, mo- most people living in a city, they kind of like, if, you, if they're like myself, you know, I fantasize about going back to a small town all the time, but it's, it's kind of hard when um, you, you live in a city where there's all kinds of stimulation, there's tons of music venues, tons of pubs, tons of people doing interesting, creative things. I mean, I've ran into world-class writers, journalists from around the world, all kinds of amazing people in Portland that I'd never run into in Port Townsend. But yeah, that's why Port Townsend's awesome. You just, you don't have any culture really like that. <laughs> and there's really nothing going on. I mean, you can, yeah, no, people get in, you can get into meth. That's pretty popular. Um, or... <laughs> I, well, I, I use a picture here that you're not painting the prettiest picture here. Yeah, this, you're, you're describing a different Port Townsend than I think they are. I think I'm it's just, called Port I'm just kind of going off of what you're, you know, trying to... Because you're, you're coming up with the reasons why city life is... How different it is to live in the city. And I was yeah, it is very different. Of having lots of culture and, and arts and things would be, so... Well, I would say that um, the, the thing maybe that makes Port Townsend such a great place to live is that it does sort of incorporate a lot of the great things that a city has, but into a small town of, you know, 8,500 people or whatever it is now. And, um, and you guys, you figured out a way to, you know, live in the splendor of Portland, Oregon and still... Um, go back to Port Townsend and I would assume live pretty fulfilling lives. So uh, what do you guys do with all your time up there? Well, in the mornings, I like to just make a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it was interesting moving back to Port Townsend from Portland because it almost felt like moving back to Port Townsend was like, oh, now I have all these social opportunities and I can just go out on the town and, you know, run into people randomly and end up doing something. Whereas in Portland, I just kind of sat in my room all day, every day for four years. So on that, in that sense, Port Townsend does offer a lot of the stuff that you were just talking about. Um, it's, it's a pretty unique place. I don't think I've never been anywhere like it. And I think it's kind of a um, sanctuary from all the unpleasantries of this country in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is. Because uh, for many of uh, those folks in our listening audience who haven't been there before, it's isolated. It's on the northeastern tip of the Olympic Peninsula, the largest city nearby is Seattle, but it takes, you know, what, two hours to get there if you time the ferry perfectly. I mean, it's pretty darn isolated, really. Yeah, it's almost an island, I mean, practically. It's a peninsula on a peninsula, so it's yeah, pretty far it's out really, there. It's like a hangnail. <clears throat> yeah, it is a hangnail, but for some reason, all kinds of weird, interesting people have always seemed to find their way there. Like, uh, one of the more famous examples is Frank Herbert, who wrote the Dune series. He used to spend tons of time in mm-hmm. Port Townsend. Anybody else famous that you guys know about? Uh, well, um, uh, Neil Young had his boat park there for a while, I guess, or close to it, at least. It was in Mats Mats Bay, which is nearby. Yeah, that's a big claim to fame. Hey, yeah. I don't know if we'll he actually it. spent any time in Port Townsend. He might not have. He might have just like you know gone directly to his boat. That's possible. Yeah, we during the last podcast we discussed how um, you uh, both Tomoki and Kyoto here were in a film uh, with Ethan Hawke in Port Townsend. Oh yeah, they were. You know, you might as well just say that they Mm -hmm. stole the show. Um, That's what I thought, anyways. Um, But Ethan Hawke (laughs) isn't even the only isn't the biggest celebrity to do a film there. We had Richard Gere do an officer and a gentleman. And when I was 19, I got to lurk over um, a railing to get a good look at Jennifer Lopez. Who yeah. Was trotting around on a yeah. dock. Yep. That's I right. saw her in the alleyway by that pawn shop. Yeah. Really? I didn't mention what she was doing there, but I don't know. <laughs> Actually, she anything? speaking of, no, Port Townsend has a rich history also of um, brothels. Um, actually, back in the day, Port Townsend was going to be the main seaport and then the, the railroad never ended up making it there so Seattle became the de facto metropolis but Port Townsend was meant to be that and um, consequently as per the times we had a lot of brothels yeah and it's still number one in our hearts I mean right yeah the brothel oh they're the town yeah the town yeah. <clears throat> I just one thing that came to mind I just I just earlier a couple days ago I got you know uh, on Instagram I saw this photo and it's our friend Danny and he's like farmers markets kicking off tomorrow it's gonna be epic he's like I'm not gonna be there but it's gonna be rad you all should go and I was like yeah man I'm not gonna be there either but hell yeah and he's like our age and then there's you know all all generations I just got also a message from somebody who's in high school and she's like went to the farmers market today it was fucking awesome <clears throat> I'm not sure. I just said a bad, bad word. <laughs> I can delete that later if I choose to. I don't uh, really need okay. to. Okay, anyway. <laughs> you did look like you had just eaten the last <laughs> cookie when you said the F word. <clears throat> um, anyway, that's like Port Townsend for you. It's like everybody gets stoked on the farmer's market, you know? And I think that doesn't happen in a city 
as much you know it's not as likely i don't know many people that are like in portland that are like oh man can't you wait for this farmer's market on saturday it's gonna be i mean I think, they have yeah. a pretty good market but i think one difference that is just an observation that is my own <laughs> is that in a city people are going to the farmer's market to get like fresh produce to put in their kitchen so that they can eat it and in port townsend they're going to the farmer's market so that they can like be hanging out at the farmer's market. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You it's know, like, it has a very big social element to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like the place community. to go. Yeah. Yeah, that that's it's, one major difference I've noticed uh, living in Portland this past decade is it's been really hard to recreate that same sense of community that you get in Port Townsend where you walk down the street, you know everybody's name, um, you know how they relate from one person to another. Um, how they they fit into kind of the tapestry of the town. But here, I've been here for 10 years, and, um, you know, so many of the... It's just a really transient city. There's, there's some people that I recognize if I walk down the street, but for the most part, it, you're just very disconnected from any sense of community. Um, it's almost like a huge college town where you, you're never really friends with people out of your own age group, which I think is unfortunate because it is pretty cool having that um like diverse um you know network of people in your life well you know that's actually yeah i think that that comes along with being in a in a city as opposed to a small town in general is that if anything in a city you'll have you'll have city pride you know you could have portland pride or new york pride but it's different like no one may be really that proud of living in port townsend in the same way but you have community there. It's not that you're, you know, you are proud of it, but you don't need to wear a t-shirt with a heart on it, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so why did you guys decide to go back to Port Townsend? I mean, that's that's a pretty big step, I think. <clears throat> we, were tr we were tricked into it. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> really? Well, okay, I will say it is healthy, comparably very healthy. Like, I... I would, I think, I mean, just the air and, and it's, you know, it's surrounded by water and trees and it's it feels good to be there it feels like a rejuvenation it's like an oasis kind of yeah yeah no doubt um but how'd you guys get tricked into going there <laughs> we were living in portland we were all in a house like five six seven people this is the performing arts group nanda yeah you guys were all living <laughs> in one house together mm -hmm. and we were uh we just kind of got in a rut and we decided we needed some big thing to change and we had already booked a self-produced run of shows in seattle and we were going to be going to seattle to do that and so we just decided let's just pack it up and go be bums in seattle for a few months and then land in port townsend for the winter and then kind of refigure out what we're doing and then maybe figure it out from there mm -hmm. so we did that and we ended up landing in port townsend for the winter and the winter ended up being at this point like three and a half years long <laughs> Also known as the winter, <laughs> the great winter, the great winter. Yeah, um, but it's I don't know. It's it's for me. It's turned out to be better than I was anticipating. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is kind of um, for me and you know my family. They they kind of look at Port Townsend as a black hole that they really don't want me to go back to. And I often express to them how much I like the place and want to be there. And they're always like, why would you ever want to go back to Port Townsend? And there is, um, don't you think there is kind of a strong element of that among, you know, 
a fear of Port Townsend as a black hole. Have you guys encountered that before? I think anyone who's from a small town will experience that because yeah. growing up there, you're looking at, you know, all of pop culture is, is happening in the cities. Everything that's, everyone that's famous, everything is happening in these larger, you know, population groups. And so when you're from a small town, you feel like you need to escape. And I make all, you know, we can make all these jokes, whatever, about meth and about small towns and feeling trapped. But I mean, actually, when it boils down to it, I think completely unbiasedly, or very biasedly, depending, no, actually, yeah, very biasedly, probably, but Port Townsend's pretty unique, and it's an amazing place, and it's actually full of a lot of very worldly people, and it's got a very, a very unique um, liberal mentality, and, and a very tight community, so... You know, yeah, we're not talking like awesome. small town, like yeehaw, plucking your banjo on the porch, like oh, there's Bob and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, it's not like uh, oh, you can find that. Oh yeah, you can find that there. <laughs> yeah, I've plucked a banjo on the porch in Port <laughs> Townsend a number of times, but yeah, who hasn't? So, <laughs> but it, but you know, you small town. I feel like American small town comes with a lot of baggage that that is. You know, it's a, it's a stereotype that Port Townsend doesn't fit into. Right. Yeah, because we, we have hardly any chain stores. I, I think we have a McDonald's and, you know, of course we have grocery stores like Safeway and whatnot. But um, overall, like the, the corporate Americana type influence is very limited in that town. And I think that's what makes it so charming and pleasant to be in. Oh, it's a huge part of it. I mean, there's been a lot of city ordinances passed to keep those guys out. And unless you're grandfathered in like Safeway, it's pretty hard. I mean, there's there's been people that there have been corporations that have tried to come in and it does not end up panning out. It's kind of, which is also unique. So I feel like this is like a, a, a pro Port Townsend campaign. Yeah. Come well, to Port, don't come to Port Townsend actually. <laughs> yeah. We could, well, unless we could, you're young. It's yeah. awesome, but don't come here. Like, yeah, we could swing it to the negatives pretty quick here. We want it to stay awesome. Yeah. Um, so for years, I've always claimed that Port Angeles, not Port Townsend, could be the next young mecca of the Pacific Northwest. For sure. Port and Angeles is awesome. I never get anybody to um, agree with me except Chen here, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> because it seems like, here's my, here's my um, take on it. You have a big town that uh, is, has been kind of depressed for a while because the logging industry has gone. But the town is situated so close to all these natural resources with the Olympic National Park, all those beautiful rivers on the West End, the rainforest, the beautiful coast. And then you can take a ferry across to Victoria, which is, you know, the most like European-like city, I would say, um, in the region. And... The housing there is dirt cheap. Like, you could afford a house there, you know, with a very, very limited savings. And so, if you could just convince, like, you know, a thousand young people at the exact same time to all go in and buy houses and, you know, create a little scene there, I think that could be quite the fabulous place. Well, you know, actually, there are a lot of people buying up land actually in that area apparently mostly really? Californians I think they're just climate refugees which is a whole nother phenomenon yeah so yeah actually don't move to Port Townsend move to Port Angeles <laughs> yeah yeah that idea of climate refugees is a big one because as we've seen in the last couple of years California is having a historic drought I think that they're at um, 
I don't like four percent of their typical annual snowfall rate up there in the mountains. Yeah, just get on Facebook and read all about it. Yeah, you will. And in if you're paying attention to the news at all, Governor uh, Gary, uh, what's his name, Jerry Brown, um, said that he he basically limited everybody's water usage. You know, using his power as a governor, and so the idea of climate refugees coming up here to the Pacific Northwest is a big thing. I mean, somebody living in Los Angeles in a dumpy little house, that house is worth, you know, $600,000. They sell it, maybe more than that. Then they come up here and they see our little piddly houses, you know, at a third of that price. And then they, I mean, they're just going to take over like cockroaches, right? Yeah, they've actually been buying up land that's not even developed, apparently. This is, I mean, I'm I'm hearing this word of mouth, which happens fast in Port Townsend. But... Still, yeah, I mean, all of these huge tracts of land that are just woods at this point, they might end up being developed. I mean, who knows? I mean, these guys might end up coming up and flooding the area, and we'll we'll see what happens when the crap hits the fan. Yeah. Is there is there a natural, um, like, uh, not pesticide or something for cockroaches? Is there, like, a natural way to do that? Mm. Or is it all just like it like if you have an infestation of cockroaches in your house? Yeah, how do you get rid of them without just being nasty and chemical about it? Like a stick you just hit them. <laughs> you just go around and hit just, every single one yeah, of them. Yeah, you just, just hit them with a, a natural stick. Would that work? Don't they just like they, breed? They scatter. They breed scatter. a lot. You yell at them. You, you, yeah, we don't really have that much experience with cockroaches up here because we no. don't really have them no. um, that much. I mean, don't tell the Californians that. No, but no poisonous snakes, no cockroaches. Actually, really hardly anything that's poisonous or or horrible. Where are you <laughs> so, going with that cockroach yeah, theory? Well, because you, you referred to the Californians as cockroaches. So I was thinking, <laughs> okay, so if they're cockroaches... <clears throat> How do you get rid of them without yeah. being like using I, nasty you know, chemicals? I was actually regretting using the word cockroaches, and I was hoping that we just let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, every podcast I end up saying something really horrible. No, and... but you know what? We're, you're you're podcasting from the Northwest. If Californians hear it, maybe they'll be like, you know, that's not the best place for us. We'll skip that and just go to Canada. Yeah, because there's a big bias. In I think one. that though your Port Angeles trip is right on point. Yeah, you I think so. I mean, I think I think it would be way more awesome to have that same thing happen in Port Townsend because I think Port Townsend is way more awesome than Port Angeles. But yeah. it's not going to happen because it's totally unrealistic. People who grew up there can't even afford. Yeah. The, the only reason I live in Port Townsend is because my my buddy Silas inherited a house and lets me like camp in his backyard basically. Yeah. It, you can't buy a house there for a, a good value. You need to make like some ridiculous amount of money. And our generation just kind of got really screwed with this um, recession. I mean, there's some people who are making really good money, but a lot of us are not. And, I mean, multiply that challenge by three if you're trying to be performing artists where, you know, that profession is not necessarily known uh, as creating... Um, home buyers, you know. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Sorry to break the news to you. Um, but yeah, the the promised land of Port Angeles, you probably could. And it's, it's right there. I mean, Port Angeles is like, it's it's such an amazing location for a city. 
Yeah, and um, if you think about, like, you know, we're due for another 500-year earthquake. I mean, I think we're past due or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When that happens, poor Townsend's going to be wiped off the map. There, I mean, someone said there would be, like, a tsunami that would come that would be 30 feet high and just, like, take out the entire town. But yeah. Port Angeles, you could run up that hill. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Although then you'd have to battle the Californian cockroaches. <laughs> they're going to all be up in the hills up there. So you yeah, gotta have a good plan. Well, that's kind of a nice segue to um, another segment we were talking about having, um, where we talk about end of the world scenarios. Right, the California cockroach apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I I don't know how it started. We were talking about zombie apocalypses. We were talking about how that would be a bad thing to talk about for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were talking about. That's right, because everybody it. talks. But nobody talks about the Californian apocalypse. Yeah. And the Califocalypse. <laughs> the Califocalypse. Yeah, and, and it's a much more like sensitive apocalypse, right? Because you can't just go around shooting everybody in the head. <laughs> that's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, actually, no, that's probably pretty effective. <laughs> Come to think of it, it's not very nice. <laughs> here's, it's not the, legal. here's the thing about that scenario, though. When you have apocalypses that don't deal with zombies, it's like people and more people. The people that are going to go around shooting everybody in the head are not us and those are the people that are going to come shoot us in the head so i know <laughs> we're on the wrong side of the people on people apocalypse i think about that sure. all the time when it comes to tea party politics because they're always like talking about how they want eight thousand guns and they want to you know bring it to starbucks or whatever and i'm always thinking like dang those are the guys that have all the guns and yeah. you know what if one day they're just like eh you know, we're going to take over this land because we have all the guns. Yeah, well, except that, you know, despite all of their firepower, our government still spends so much money on their mili- on, our, on our defense that I, I, I don't think anybody's going to outgun the U.S. military anytime soon. So, yeah, you know, I guess that's a good thing. But is the U.S. military going to start sniping all these crazy Tea Party gun nuts? No, mm-hmm. the hippies are going to have to start arming yeah, we need to start a new arms race. Yeah, it's going to be the... the new... <laughs> I'm going to open a booth at the Oregon Country Fair to try to sell automatic weapons to hippies. <laughs> you have to handcraft them, though. That's kind of one of the rules. So oh, yeah, I'm going to make my own paper. Oh, okay. And then screen print them. Yeah, this is homemade bombs. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, you don't want to say bombs on a podcast. Um, it's free speech, especially not twice. I think this is all covered by free speech. Like even if we yeah, sound kind of like assholes, then I think you're on their radar. You know. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll start looking. just on that one guy's just, radar. <laughs> yeah. Nobody say Obama also, and then we'll be fine. Okay. Good one. You just said Obama. I'm drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, going back to apocalyptic scenarios. Um, Port Townsend, in some ways, actually seems like a great place to be during an apocalypse, um, mm. whether zombie or Californian um, in origin, because um, if you think about it, you could cut off the highway, like the, the highway in and out of town. There's only one. So um, you could you know, set up a roadblock there, and then, uh, then you just have to worry about the coastline, but it kind of it'd be kind of a pain in the ass to get there by boat, you know? Um, and then you could go, there's this old abandoned military fort called, we call the bunkers. Um, you could go there and rehabitate that. Yeah. 
I agree. That's not that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. And if we had enough time, we could build like a big barbed wire fence like out in the bay that surrounded the whole town, and then just build a big old wall. Yeah. And a castle. I always thought it'd be cool to have a castle on top of Fort Warden Hill. Yeah. Oh wow! Like yeah. A tower, so you can see really. Yeah, cool. That would be cool. Um, trebuchets. Yeah, we should get some trebuchets. Who would get to live in that castle? The king. The, yeah. The king of Port Townsend. Yeah. Is that an elected thing, or does someone just declare it and then kill everyone? It's who says probably it? entirely. Yeah. It's elected. We're not, you know, horribly backwards or anything. Oh. So. Oh. Or. Or it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to think about this one. Yeah, we're gonna come back to talk the about it later, in episode four. Um, yeah. So, I mean, guys, what do you think? This is a podcast. We've been um, doing this now for almost thirty minutes. Uh, we've covered some amazing topics so far. Um, what haven't we covered? Is my question. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one i mean as the facilitator of the podcast we, here's what we haven't done we haven't uh trash talked poor townsend at all oh uh, do we want to do that for the next segment yeah trash talk poor townsend? hopefully we can you know make sure that pe- more people don't move there yeah well we already talked about building a fence and keeping californians out so that that's pretty um we've trash talked california pretty good and i don't think we'll be headed back down there anytime soon. <laughs> yeah you guys can say goodbye to any bookings down there now. that's okay you know what california charges llc's like 900 dollars for the pleasure of doing business in the great state of california that was wow. literally what the guy told me on the phone so i'm down with that no we like california california's awesome yeah Yay, california um <clears throat> so what? So when we talk about what's negative, what's not so great about Port Townsend, do we want to set up any ground rules? Like, should we not talk about individual people? We shouldn't talk about individual people. Okay. Or businesses. Or businesses. <clears throat> or groups of people. Yeah. We can talk about groups of people. Like who? Like the road oh, warrior. Oh, like the old people. <clears throat> yeah. Old, just, a lot of old oh. people. <laughs> so just like old people in, in general? general. Or but like we can, we, can, we can talk about the old people and then throw out like some traits that maybe will specify the type of old people that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because there's old people that are total badasses. In yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah totally. They're not really old, man. They're like, they're still Yeah. But they're, but they're old. Their bodies are I mean, talking about age. young in spirit. <laughs> um, okay, well, yeah, let's talk about some of the things. I, I, I haven't, I've only been to the town twice in the last like year and a half, so you guys are going to have to take the lead on what is going on, what's been going on in my absence, what's negative in PT. Some big multi-billion dollar investment firm just bought the mill and they're going to ramp it up and like make it even bigger and stinkier. That's kind of a bummer. Really? Like what are they going to start producing there? Paper still. Just paper? Yeah. Um, what are they going to do to make it stinkier though just by having They're going to probably just like fart a lot. <laughs> add, they're just going to add stinky fumes <clears throat> on purpose. Well, that sounds awful. Yeah. It yeah. Is. That simply will not The do. mill is kind of awful. I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but from everything I've heard, it just sounds like it's awful. And it could be changed to be not awful and, and still, and it'd be beneficial to like everything and everyone. You know. That's what I've been told, but I may be, you know. It pumps out huge plumes of white crap into the air. 
constantly, like 24-7. There's these giant stacks just like <coughs> pilfering the atmosphere with their white stink. And Is it not steam? I, well, I don't know what it is, except that, you know, apparently Port Townsend is also classified as a desert. So we get little enough rain that we are, we are actually classified scientifically as a desert somehow. This is something that I heard, and it could be untrue. But... <laughs> I, I wonder because nine months out of the year, it's just foggy and hazy all the time and, and miserable kind of. It's like maybe like Sweden or something. It's just really, really gross out and gray. Maybe it wouldn't be if the mill wasn't there. It might be that all this white crap in the air is actually causing the perpetual grayness because we're in a rain shadow. We would actually have sunny, freaking fantastic it's like, uh, weather it's like if it those, weren't for the mill. What are those things called? The... Chemtrails? Chemtrails. Chem I know. Yeah. This is starting to sound this is a little like, too much like chemtrails. Except, well, wait, hold. Just bear with me because actually okay. they're doing us a service. The only thing keeping everyone from moving to Port Townsend is the fact that the weather's crappy nine months out of the year. So, And that the mill smells bad. Yeah, and then the fact that the mill smells bad. So it's a, yeah. it's a two shot. It's a, yeah, so shouldn't we want to keep the mill then? Cause it, yeah. You're right. Yeah, the but first thing that you smell mill. when you drive it right in the city limits is always <laughs> the stinky mill. Yeah. yeah, our forefathers must have planned it that way. Yeah, um, but you know the thing about the mill is our forefathers personally, like uh, oh, but oh, they have I the same dad, so there's only three fathers. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I have two our dads. Two oh, yeah. okay. uh, I have so stepdad and a biological so father. So do we though? So yeah, it's actually five fathers. Oh, our five fathers. Five fathers. Yeah. Um, well, good on them. I I appreciate that. But the the thing I was gonna say, the mill employs what five? No, two hundred people or something. Like Between that. two and three. And that's like the minutes. only place in town where people are like making decent living wages. I mean, one of the few, you know. So that's the challenge about it is that, um, of course, you know what we were talking about earlier about property values. None of us can afford to buy houses there. Um, maybe if they close the mill and these people were thrown into poverty, maybe um, the housing prices would go down again. Hey. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. <laughs> so, I think so really... I, now I don't know where I stand <clears throat> on this issue. Yeah. I think confused. that, like, our parents moved into Port Townsend in the early 80s. I think that was kind of the heyday of Port Townsend, from what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. You buy Certainly. a house for $8,000, exactly. and you've got, like, chickens running around uptown, and <clears throat> it's just a bunch of hippies, like... Yeah, chilling out. We need to find that. We need to find the contemporary version of a place that is really undervalued, where we can just go and like have a culture, you know. And we all have to decide on the same place. Otherwise, you know, we're gonna end up in some town in the middle of Montana and be like, okay, guys, I'm ready for you to come here. And then you just find out that you live there by yourself. So it has to be like a coordinated effort. Well, I hear Detroit's up and coming. Pittsburgh too. Yeah. I hear you can buy like a whole building in Pittsburgh for like ten grand. Pittsburgh. I've been to Pittsburgh. It was a very brilliant city, I thought. It was very beautiful. Going to Pittsburgh. Salt Lake City. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad place too. <clears throat> very clean. A little too clean. Yeah, I mean, but it's pretty. It's very pretty and it got a lot of clean hmm. stuff happening there. Queens. Queens is up and coming. There we go. Well, how much does it cost to rent an apartment in Queens? Like, you know, your life savings, but <laughs> it'll come back twofold. I'm talking about a place where I can rent a house or buy a house for cheap, you know, like, 
to where um, you know you could have have your little place for you know five hundred bucks a month or something. That just sounds like a very sweet thing. I think the Midwest, just about anywhere in the Midwest, except for maybe Denver. Yeah. It, the, the other problem is I like living near the ocean, so it's kind of hard going more inland for me. Well, you just it's a future investment. Eventually, that'll probably be shoreline property. Yeah, uh, that's a good point with global warming. Hey, there's another topic. Yeah, what do you guys think about global warming? It's obviously just a hoax. It totally doesn't exist, man. <laughs> it's uh, like a bunch I've of hippies been, like. Bader, bader, blah. I've been waiting for it because that sounds awesome. It's fucking cold, most freaking cold most of the time. Mm-hmm. I know. Like you go outside in December. Cold, cold, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, Jesus, this this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very good uh, interviewees. No, you guys are fabulous. It's just um, trying to take that that momentum and just shifting it and bending it and throwing it around a bit and like you know just making it do what you need it to do. And um, and I think that's challenging. Most people don't realize how hard that is. Yeah, now I'm kind of reneging my previous thought, which is that actually being a little bit stoned is maybe a good thing for podcasts. Okay, I'm going to edit that one out, because um, <laughs> this is Oregon, it's not Washington State, we can't talk about well, that. Well, just don't put it up until after July. <laughs> Alright. Um, yeah, I know, it, it's really good to have a little bit, what I call medicine, to um, um, you know, lubricate the podcast a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike Lube. And that's a mic as in mic and mic. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> so hey, here's what we could talk about. What? The Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, what oh, do we want to say man. about them? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> they're like a football group, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> They're a bird, man. It's a bird. No, I looked that up. I don't think there is any such thing in Seattle. It's a fake made up bird. <clears throat> I know, that's the problem. Like, I think they're native to, like, some other town. It's actually kind of controversial. It's well, like, you guys figure this out. I'm going to check out my Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> any any tins? What do they call it? Any pinches? Um, I don't think that's what they call it. <laughs> you guys have never I used Tinder, pinch. huh? Uh-uh. Um, I kind of want to see it, what it looks like. Yeah, yeah so, well, like, you here... You swipe left or you swipe right? Yeah, if, if you like the person, you swipe left... I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> if you don't like them, you swipe left. If you like them, you can't. This whole time. Yeah. Um, but if you like them... You can't him, reverse. You can't be like, oops, actually, sorry, I didn't... Well, in that. the premium service, you do, yeah. Oh, you but can, that's... You have to pay for that. Yeah, you have to pay 20 bucks so a month. So, are you just basing this off of a photograph of them? Yeah, well, there's a little description. <laughs> I can't believe like, me off a photograph. This gal no, in particular... multiple photographs. Yeah, there's multiple photographs, um, but Let's there look is at a her. description. What's her name? And if you scroll her name is Rachel. Let me tell you a little bit about Rachel. She likes dancing, cats, Ethiopian food, and feminism. She's going to be listening to this and she's going to be like, hey. I'm also addicted to kombucha. Okay, that's kind of cool. So she looks like that. She well, looks... So are you going to swipe? Swipe So um, since I'm I'm focused on her profile, I'm like engaged with it, I can look through her other photos. Yeah. Um, that's an example of her dancing. <laughs> nice. Yes. Okay. That, oh, that's a... Yeah. Yeah. Right. But the thing yeah. is, is she's a little too young for me. Like 26 is is way below my cutoff point right. at this point. I know, but you I, say that because you're on podcast. No, no, I'm really looking for something important and special, and I think that I can't get that with a 26 year old. So is that going to be the reason?
reason for swiping left? Yeah, well, that and she seems like a weirdo. <laughs> I mean, all Sorry, of her Rachel, poses. If you're listening. All of her poses are weird dance moves that I just don't. I don't like those dance moves. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah, let's, let's dance moves. Let's never left swipe on this one. Okay, okay left swipe. Right. But I actually kind of want to see what your oh, your profile looks um, like. This is Megan. Um, she has blue eyes and a blue dress. I don't like that name. She that's a good picture. That's why I mean, I'm not she's saying it's a good picture of her. But look, look at the composition. Oh yeah, that's a fabulous. Color. Yeah. So you need to find the person um, that She's that got a rope around her neck. I mean, not like a noose, but like she was just rock climbing. Well, it could have been um, a noose. It's kind of hard to tell. She likes going to Arizona. Um, let me read you her description. She's energetic, active, 5'8", professional with two careers I love. I mean, she loves. She lives in Portland. She's a world traveler, entrepreneur, yogi, hiker, cyclist, foodie, and enthusiast. Oh, wine enthusiast. Never married, no kids, would love both someday. Hey. See, here's the challenge, though. Um, she identifies as a yogi, and I think that's weird. That's yeah. a red flag for and me. And she seems like totally... Whoa! <laughs> oh, that's Alexis. She's calling right now. And Alexis, so you're we're, we're taking yeah, callers. Yeah, we're uh, taking call. right. Mike, swipe left or swipe right. All right, here we go. It's our first caller our first for the caller. podcast. Alexis, you're on, you're the, on the air. Me and my friends podcast. Oh, it's well, there's Bucky a surprise. Hey, Bucky oh. and Lexi, where are you calling from? Bucky and Lexi are calling from uh, Wilmington. <laughs> New Zealand. All right. So, so should Mike swipe left or swipe right? That's the question. Right, right, right. Always right. right. Always right. No. Always See, right. that's why I don't ask. See, that's going to lead help. to some weird. I'm actually. I don't know which direction right is. So. Well, yeah, you're right or our right. Mean, that's because right means. We're actually in New Zealand, so our oh. right is actually your <laughs> It's right. more like up, actually, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. seriously, Mikey, is right saying that you want to bang him, or is left saying you want to bang him? Um, right is, yeah. Oh, yeah, always right. Always right. Lefties are gross, like the ones that you sent me the pictures of. Uh, yeah, uh, I have sent her some photos of questionable... Um, Profiles. Lefties, um, we call them. So, I actually have a funny story, Mike. So we went to McMenamin's over by the river. Cool. With my mom. Awesome. And, Be and Beaches is next door. And as we were driving out of the parking lot and we stopped at a stoplight, Alexis pointed at Beaches and she looked at me and she said, you could totally get pounded at that bar <laughs> and then walk home. Yeah. <laughs> And I looked at her kind of in awe, and I was like, why would I want to go to the bar and get pounded? And then also, why would I just, like, walk home after that? But I just said the wrong word. She's like, you know, if you drank too much, you got pounded. <laughs> oh, I was picturing a very large sailor. Okay. And I was like, wasted? And she's like, oh, yeah, that. Okay. Uh, we don't use that note. word, but um, no, that's a good I, note I, to I leave it on. I feel like that it. just kind of wrapped up that whole segment. Uh, did you guys have a question for the show? <laughs> yeah, we're actually curious. Uh, Where the party at? It, it's here. It's at the podcast at my house. Yeah, you I got... thought you said something about a house party. <laughs> oh yeah, there's one of those later tonight too. Um, Where's the well, we can't let everybody in the listening audience know, um, but it's... Or we could plug it. Oh, oh yeah, we, we could, could totally plug, plug it. it. I mean, this isn't going to go on for another few months anyways. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just off of Hawthorne and 21st in a big white house. 
Plugged in. Who lives there? Plugged. This guy named Evan that we know. If you put this on the air, I will sue you. <laughs> okay, so anyways. Uh, this is our freedom of speech, so. No, because I said my full name and I don't want the descriptions of what I was saying to be associated with me. I don't even remember you saying You didn't that, say Craig. your full name. You did not. Yeah, don't even I try. Did. He did. He said Craig. Yeah, but that's not your real name. name. That's not your name. So, so we're not going to worry about um, that. I'm going to have to have my agent get in touch with you. <laughs> okay. But, Mike, you're about the closest I have to an agent, so... You only right, have one agent? Weird. We have two right here. Yeah, well, actually, we're half, so that together we're, like, one agent. Oh, there's a lot of agents over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just one. Two yeah. halves. Two halves. Two halves okay. The whole. Oh, we said agent, not Asian. You're breaking uh, up. You're breaking up. Sorry. <laughs> no, we didn't break up. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it at lunch, though. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you guys are still together. Um, yeah, well, for now. <laughs> well, are you guys going to come over here and be on episode four of the podcast? No, that sounds boring. <laughs> You're boring. <laughs> Your mom's boring, Mikey. Oh, really clever there, Margaret. Lexi. Okay, okay, this is getting too personal. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble. We, we, we've bashed a lot of people, but I don't think we can go so far as to bash Mike's mom. Yeah. We'll be shut down. Wait, bash? Is that the right word? (laughs) Do you mean pound? (laughs) Gosh, you guys. We're not going to go as low as to pound my car. Oh, no. (laughs) Wow. I know. It went there. It just... just, just What is going on? Well, we're just about ready. We're out of time, actually. We're at the 45 minute mark. I'm not even kidding. Um, But are you guys coming over here or what? Yes. All right. Cool. Well, we, we're past the 45-minute mark, so we have to get off the podcast. Um, okay, bye. Thanks, so, bye. Um, okay, thank see you guys you. in a little bit. Thank you, caller, for chiming in there. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wait, I don't know what you, I was saying. <laughs> oh, I thought you were wrapping up the <laughs> podcast. Is that your stepbrother, Donald? Um, well, I would just like to thank everybody who was able to be on the podcast today. Chen, Tomoki, Kyoto, and... Craig and Alexis calling from Wilmington, uh, Delaware, and uh, this has been another episode of the Me and My Friends podcast recorded live in Southeast Portland. Tune in next week when um, we have many of these same people on the next show. All right. uh, Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.